magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst. And I'm Natasha Levenger. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Yay. Hello. Yay. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Natasha. How are you? Hello. I'm good. I'm, whew, wait, I'm using these new headphones and I don't like feeling like I can't hear myself, I but know. that's okay. You'll get used to it. I mean, if you're like me, we have the same headphones and yeah, I have had, Matt. I've had to get used to not being able to hear myself. I don't mind it. I can hear myself a little and I'm used to it now. Yeah, we're headphones twinsies, but I, what I don't like, I don't mind not hearing myself because has been, has been documented. I don't love listening to my voice, which I should work on, but, um, I don't like feeling like someone's holding, um, their hands over my ears. Mm. That's, that's what I don't like, but you know what? That's okay. So let's check in with ourselves last week. I remember now we pick, I thought about this all week. Where's the tower element in my life? Uh, we picked the tower, yeah. tower card. The tower is very memorable. And then you picked yeah. um, personal power through awareness. And it was like looking at challenging relationships and or relationship situations and finding the blessing and saying thank you and moving through them for personal growth type of thing, right? Yes, yes. So tell – I definitely had that Oh, tell us about this it. This week. Well, it's interesting what happened this week because it's uh, – okay, well, my daughter's um, in going to be in eighth grade, so we went to her orientation. And I don't know about you, but I feel like most people had a very difficult time in middle school. Yeah, it's a challenging time. Yes. Now, she oddly really liked her seventh grade. She's she's really a unique person and didn't really let – she just doesn't let anything in. Like she was saying that one of the girls said to her, you are the least dramatic person. How funny. <laughs> yeah, she really doesn't engage in drama whatsoever. But – um I had a really bad middle school <laughs> experience. And um so being back in middle school, I, it was just like, oh, I mean, I was able to observe it and see like um that this was about me, you know, like that this was I was being triggered or whatever. Yeah. But it was basically like if they had plopped me down into eighth grade again and I was just walking Whoa, around. Oh, intense. Yes. Oh my God, Tess. So intense. I think I just growled into the microphone. So I apologize. <laughs> I think we can but, relate. We think oh about, you know, God. like a lot of people can relate to that. I can. I remember, especially for me, seventh grade being pretty just yeah. weird in so many ways. Oh, I mean, for me, it was just like, basically, I was just like an open wound <laughs> of a person just being like, you know, that book, Mom, Mommy, will you, um, what is it? Maybe it's Are You My Mama? Oh, yes. That yes. child's book, like, trying to make everyone be your mother. That's basically what I was doing oh. in school. I was like, are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? I was one of those oh. kids who always annoying. Well, I'm in love on myself. Now I love myself back then. But um 
you know, just because my mother and father were both not available, and I and I had just moved from New York City to Palo Alto, oh. which was oh my god, the biggest culture shock. Oh, I bet, and right at that uh, age, that yes, that yes. that must have been extra intense, so intense. And my mother was not happy with the move at the time either, and so and she just left like emotionally. Not that she was ever great to begin with, but. <laughs> She, she was not supportive to begin with, but then she was like just gone. So anyway, it was very intense. And so I was like back in it and on top of it, like wanted to protect my daughter, even though she was actually fine. I mean, she was very anxious, but for different reasons, not how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. So then on top of it, um, there was a woman there, one of the moms who I had known many years before, and we had been Facebook friends from a different group, a mom's group or whatever. And at the time, I was deciding to call my Facebook list. Like, I just wanted only friends mm -hmm. at that point, you know, people that I knew. And so after, like, a year or two, like, I was like, oh, I don't talk to this person ever again. So I unfriended. Now, if it had been now, I probably would have just, like, unfollowed or something. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't even think about it. It wasn't like a mean thing. It was like I never see this person. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's a, I, I totally know friends like that on Facebook when I used to be on Facebook. Yeah. So anyway, I she and I I would normally say, oh, don't mind read or whatever. But it's really the I, – I looked at it energetically too. And it's really the only thing. Like we had almost no interaction at the time. And she literally – it was like an outright shunning. Oh. Uh, <laughs> like wouldn't like look at me wouldn't I because I tried to meet eyes to be like hi like because I know her and it was just like nothing no. No. and then like okay so now this in the grand scheme of things and at this point I've done my healing on myself I did meditation I'm fine with it at this point but at the time I was already in this heightened eighth grade experience oh my god so <laughs> it was like seriously oh. as if I was in eighth grade wow. and like the girl that I wanted to be friends with or something, which I didn't even really want to be friends. I just wanted to say, like, was like, mm. well, yeah, just, like, the eighth grade, you wanted to be friends with everybody. You wanted to everyone yes. to like you, of course. Yes. <sighs> so it really was crazy. But um, <laughs> in terms of me being triggered, but actually, I'm going to go into what I did about it in the energy report, because it does relate to other people. Oh, as cool. Well. Yeah. But anyway, so that I really I did do what it said in the book about thinking at a certain point, I had to go home first and be like, what's happening? Because I already knew I was like, why isn't my daughter talking to other girls and, uh. you know, stuff like that, like she should be not should be, but kind of like, I want her to have friends. So I want her to talk. And she just didn't want to talk to anybody, um, which is fine. That's totally. her thing. Yeah. But the eighth grade me yeah. felt like she needs friends. And so you were projecting she doesn't have friends? it onto her. Total. Oh, that's so yes. interesting. And, that and I knew I was, I have to say that. So I didn't actually like <laughs> say to her, what's wrong with oh, you? You yeah, don't have good. friends. Yeah. <laughs> I would never do that. But yeah, but I was just like aware, like, what happens if she doesn't have friends? And it's like, she's fine. She has a best friend outside of school. She has her brother, you know, who's her best friend also. And like, you know, but anyway, that was my experience. How interesting. It's so interesting how the universe gave you that opportunity to look at that again. 
Yes, it was. I am ultimately really grateful, and I'll explain more in the energy report because it, it's so important to clear out. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if I felt the tower, except that it kind of was like a realigning of that idea, like the old dynamic of that falling apart yeah. and the new one. Yeah. Like really that very, very clear. I mean, that's so clear, that opportunity yeah. to really look at that and go, oh, I'm ready to dismantle this for good. Yes. Yes. And then, okay, sorry. I'm just going to say last thing is I had a <laughs> I'm always like, dreams are boring. And here's my dream. <laughs> I never think <laughs> dreams are boring. I really think they're okay. so interesting. <laughs> well, I had a dream that basically somebody that I was mad at me, came into my house, was mad at me, wouldn't speak to me. And I walked up to them and I was like, what's going on? And they wouldn't tell me. And then I was like, you know what? If you aren't even going to tell me what's wrong, then you're going to have to leave my house. Oh, look at that. Perfect. Yes. That's so clear. I know. It's so, it's like so on the nose, this dream. But really just like, it was like, okay, I don't have space for that. And yeah, I feel like I could talk about Did this Did that forever, happen after so. the junior high experience or before? Um, Oh, after. Oh, yeah. After I, uh, yeah, after, and then I had processed it, and I you did got a little that out of your house. And, yeah, exactly. I love that. And this is truly the last thing I'm going to say. Remember, I talked a few weeks ago about how my therapist was like, if you could be angry at your dad. Oh, like, yeah. If, if you were allowed to. Well, this whole thing made me realize, oh, my gosh, like all these people that actually hurt me. I mean, not so many people, but some people that hurt me that I like apologize to and wouldn't allow myself to feel angry. Yeah. Now I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I should be angry right. and allowing myself. to. F it's still scary for me to feel anger, but yeah. But it's making me now that I'm like allowing no room for that kind of thing in my house. Yeah. Um, that now I'm allowing myself to feel anger. I love that. Yeah, so that was pretty big. I guess it was real towery. It is really towery. And that is the exact kind of tower energy I tuned into yesterday when I did a card reading, or no, day before yesterday, a card reading for the full moon, which I do on Facebook Live on the full moon and the new moon. Mm -hmm. And I drew my um, carnation card, which is rebirth. And mm -hmm. I drew the parallel to that and the tower and also I got Forget-Me-Not, which is fresh, per fresh Perspective, and it was all like I could see that the tower energy was tied into self-love, like things that mm. – these old structures that – Didn't support self-love. Yeah, are just ready to go. And it's like yeah. this really radical shift. I mean, mine is a similar tower energy where it was <sighs> – I feel weird <laughs> about talking about this story, but it, it's – I'll just say I won't go into too many details, but okay. I'll just say that it's a friendship I've had for a really long time that mm. isn't just isn't going to survive, and it isn't yeah. isn't good for me, mm. and it hasn't been for a long time. But yeah. I just saw it, and it was like Ugh. connected I, with with standing up for myself as far as my dynamic with my mom. You know, like yeah. I don't need to keep being playing second fiddle to other people and dancing around their self-centeredness. Yes. yes. And it was like, okay, I see it so clearly now. It's so funny that it took me so long to see it so clearly, but it is wow. really, really it's good time. and over. <laughs> so did you end it? 
Yeah. Oh, you did. Mm -hmm. Wow, Tess, that's big. Yeah, and interestingly, energetically, it's connected to how Ted and I saw the Rolling Stones. I mentioned this to you. I texted you. Oh, yeah. Just because – well, it was really a miracle. It was so cool. There was a sold out show at the, at Denver, at the Broncos stadium at wow. huge, oh just gosh. huge show. Yeah. And Ted is friends with one of the guys who works as like a tour manager type person. And he got us in at the last minute. We weren't expecting oh it. And the seats God. were awesome. Like we were really Shut close. Up. Yeah. No. And that's such a dream. I know. Do you love the Rolling Stones? Cause I love yes. them. Yes. And I, we, I cried. I cried so much oh for the first God. four songs. But we saw them before in LA and I cried then too. They're like, I've never seen a show that I love that much. I mean, just they're amazing. But there to me, the Rolling Stones are like pure, like the most positive destructive energy. Like if you Mm. think about their role in the 60s of like Mm-hmm. breaking down old paradigms like and they're just they're magicians i mean you it's yeah. this is like yeah. wave of positive destructive energy moving through mm-hmm. me so i feel like it really helped to restructure my energy system. all of my energy yeah all of the uh, let go of old stuff that doesn't serve me and open up to it's like liberating energy you know yeah yeah that's amazing i it's funny because in my newsletter um, I, I put this in and then I took it out because I was like, I'm going into too much about me in here. But I said one of the things that brings me the most joy is seeing Rick Springfield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I try to do every year because I loved him so much when I was a teenager. And then like when I see him, it's truly like I just cry and dance and like it's the best every year it's like the uh, my most joyous day of the year so i i mean music especially when you love it and when someone's a good performer yes. and they he i know it's funny but because he's rick springfield maybe he's you know, great he's not yeah i mean his music and, is great but, yeah and he but he really like when brett saw him with me he's like that's a rock star like he really is like rock star energy yeah it's such a difference when they're offering and that's what, oh my gosh the rolling stones they offer i was just like they are so generous like they just yes. keep on giving and they need it and you feel like it can't i can't imagine they're faking that degree of like just feeling no. like here we are we're giving it all and it's so different like i mean I like the police, but Ted and I saw them at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, no, Bowl. they were terrible. I did too. <laughs> oh, they I were probably there at the same yeah. time. It, it, were, did the Foo Fighters open for them? Oh, I don't I th- don't think so. I, oh, okay. I, I would have remembered since I have that <laughs> <laughs> that weird hate for them. <laughs> yeah, we. I know you do, and I actually went late because I didn't want to see them, but they. I got the last two songs, and they were so much better than the police. I was like, I don't oh. even like the Foo Fighters, but they gave their all. Yeah, they were that's, really, so like, you know what I mean, where it's like, yeah. I think the police, they have great songs, but at, at, they didn't want to be there. They didn't. No. They had no, they were just like, we're so over this. <laughs> yes. And it was just like, why are we even here? And it's so, it's, exactly. it's like night and day. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's really, that's how, Rick, uh, the thing is like Rick and I feel like Rick Springfield and the Stones probably like, they live for that time oh, yeah. on stage. Yeah. Like that's their happiest time yeah. in their life, I think, are those hours. Like some, it's probably not healthy for them personally. <laughs> But as someone watching them, it's like, I'm very grateful. Yeah. And for our culture, I was just so overwhelmed. And I mean, they've been doing it for so long. And Yeah. But why did – oh, so that helped you re, like, yeah. feel and, better. And, and it is all – like this whole thing with the friendship too, it's all also connected with the shift that's going on with 
really restructuring like my self value. Like what is it about myself that I actually value? Is it just my appearance? Like I getting out from under that, like self-criticism all the time and fear about that, you know, it's, it's, it was, it's just so liberating. So I bought the book, by the way, that oh, you recommended. Beyond Beautiful. Week, so I'm starting it. Yeah, cool. I'm excited about that. And also, I just want to say, my therapist last week, I have this like kind of hang up about friendships where like, oh, if I was a better person or more worthy, like I would have kept all my friendships throughout oh. time. You know, like I would have all those friendships. And I look to people who have had friendships for like since second grade or whatever, I mean, I moved so much, so that was impossible anyway. But she was like, you have this thing with that, but actually it's really healthy to outgrow friendships. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And it is like it just happens sometimes. I mean, that but you I just, blame myself whenever that vibration happens. anymore. And it just, yeah, it's not that like sometimes it's not like this friendship that's happening now where I'm like, oh, I'm so done with this. But there's sometimes where it's like, oh, no, I still love that person. But it's just not like for whatever reason, we're in a different place. And then maybe we'll come back to a similar place mm-hmm. at some point in the future. But yeah. yeah. Well, that's good that you don't like um, put that on yourself at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm hard on myself in a lot of ways, but I don't know about yeah, friendships. That yeah. That's good. Maybe you'll rub off on me in that way. <laughs> Um, okay, so that was our wrap up. Boy, that really related this week. Oh, yeah. Those cards. Yeah, totally. Um, so should we go to our questions? Yeah, but I want to revise how I just said I'm really hard on myself in a lot of ways. I want to say in the past, mm-hmm. I have been hard on myself. Doesn't okay, necessarily good. need to be that way in the present or future. Just That's right. Cancel, clear, that- delete. And nice. <laughs> I like that. Good job. And let's move. Yep, now we can That's right. Move. That was the past. Yep. Okay. Let's go. Oh, do you have the questions? Oh, I do. Yes. Okay. Okay. So question number one is from Emily. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she says, first, do either of you guys have a morning or evening beauty ritual and what's it like? I have a consistent morning and evening routine, but I would like to make it more magical. So that's oh her first boy. question. I feel like do- you might want to start with this one. <laughs> you know I do. Well, I mean, I don't know. We could really go off on a tangent with this one. But um, but is she saying – oh, she said beauty ritual. Mm-hmm. She didn't say – so does she mean like um, – I mean, here's the thing. We've talked about this pri- pri- privately before <laughs> <laughs> off the podcast that – um, some my friend actually said to me, I bet your sixth house is in Virgo because you're so good at like um self like taking care of yourself routine oh, yeah. kind of thing. Which it turns out it it is. Um I just love um <laughs> face products. Like I love like I make my own face oils, I make my own vitamin C serum. I for so for me I guess it's just kind of a ritual. It just feels like really good and I don't actually tie it to like I wanna look perfect or something like that. You know, for me it's just like um a joyful, truly joyful experience. I love that. She talks about that in Beyond Beauty. It's not what you do. It's like the thoughts behind it. It's like what, how you approach it. 
Like, it feels so good to me. Like, I love also learning about, like, the latest oils that are good for your skin or, like, the latest thing. And as you know, I have a red light that I sit in front of. <laughs> and what is it? It's an ultra, what do they call it? No, it's not. Oh, wait. Um, shoot. I don't remember. What is it called? It's not UV. It's the opposite of that. It has these, uh, shoot, I can't remember. We can link to it. I mean, you know, I'm so funny. I really do get joy from this, but like they have these red lights that are hundreds of dollars that you can put on yourself, um, or sit under. Or thousands. I saw one in Vanity Fair that was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is a thousand dollars. This is face treatment. Right. (laughs) Or you can even go to like Clin, whatever, estheticians and pay a lot of money for that. But I did a little research and found one that people use on plants. That's the same. <laughs> and it's the same thing. It's $35. And I said, and it's supposed to like be really rejuvenating for your skin. And it really is like, my husband was like, that thing is really doing something. Your skin really does always look amazing. Oh, thank you. So does yours. Oh, thank but, you. um, <laughs> but I sit, I think, I don't know. I sit under it and listen to a meditation every day for 15 minutes. So that could be part of my quote unquote beauty ritual, but I combine it with, with meditation, but also I just feel so good. I think it's like red light therapy, like for the mood too. Like the second I turn it on, I just feel good. So this is a huge beauty hack. Who knew you would come to Magic Monday for <laughs> this kind of beauty hack, but it would save you a lot of money if you did this one. So that I do that. And then, like I said, well, I found this Korean 10 step thing, um, skincare routine. I told you about this. No, I, I don't think what? I remember this. <laughs> oh my God. 10 steps is a lot of steps. Okay. It is a lot of steps, so you don't always have time for it, and that's fine. (laughs) But, and I'm not going to go into it. You can Google it. But basically, you have, like, the ideas you use oil to take, to clean your skin, which I had, I I have oily skin, so I was like, I could never do that. But I don't know. It's soothing. So I do various steps. I don't do 10 steps, but always end with sunscreen. Okay. You're not coming to me for this, but it's true. (laughs) But anyway, that's my, yeah, I don't know about making it more quote unquote magical. I think maybe just like, well, I do start it by meditating and then, um, I also just like really love it. So I don't know how to like, I think maybe that's like what you were saying, having the intention of like appreciating yourself or appreciating the process and enjoying it is like really important. Yeah. And so like caring for, it feels like you care for your skin with joy to like beautify it and also to take care of yourself rather than like, I think some people approach their beauty routine like, Oh, I have to do this so that I can barely pass muster, you know, like, yes, so that I can exactly. not look as terrible. Like it's a really different vibration to be like, I love my skin and I want to take care of it. Yeah. And also I get excited about like, Oh, how can I, I don't know. It makes me feel more excited, which is different than how I feel with bo- the rest of my body, which is like trying to fix it. This uh, feels more like, Oh, what's going to change or happen here? And the change feels exciting, not like I want to change myself. It's more like, ooh, what new inventions are there? <laughs> oh. 
you know, like what oil? And it's, I think it is because it's more about like natural stuff, maybe that it's exciting to me. It's like, fun, what? the alchemy of it. And I do think yeah, there's yeah. A, like a magical aspect of it. I have a friend, a childhood friend named Adrian who has a Etsy store called Oil Sage and she Ooh. makes really cool stuff. So I have that. I mean, I thought of her because she has a face cleansing oil that's just oh yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my answer to that question. Do you have anything to say to that? You know, I don't – I was reading Beyond Beautiful today and I was realizing I'm kind of – like I do. I have a beauty routine, but I don't feel like overly any way about it. I don't feel like – like, but, you know, I do love beauty products. Like sometimes going to Sephora is just like so so fun. fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I just have – I really do feel joy with it. It's not like an Me unhealthy – I don't feel like it's unhealthy. I feel like it's just like if I'm in a bad yeah. mood and I go to Sephora. It's so fun. It's so fun. You know. I don't even know why. It just says. <laughs> it's, it's, well, I feel like it's the little girl in me. Like the mm-hmm. – partly. It's like yeah. The, they have like mermaid lip balm and, you know, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff that the little girl in me is just so excited about. And the scents too. I love yeah. scents. Me too. I think, you know what, you brought up a good point. Playful. I feel like playful, really yeah. playful about it. Um, yeah. So that makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, so then, far it's fun. and then sometimes I just don't, like I like to have days where I don't wear makeup or do my mm-hmm. hair. I just wear a t-shirt. and So I feel like pretty not like super obsessed one way or the other with mm-hmm. beauty, but I do like it. And, and I feel like that about exercise, the way you're talking about your skincare routine. Oh. Like, I don't feel like, okay, I've got to fix myself. I feel like, yay, what are you doing today? And I just, like, love the feeling of getting sweaty and out of breath. It's exhilarating. I should add that feeling to my ex. Because sometimes I I always enjoy it while I'm doing it. But before, it takes a lot to get me to do it sometimes. But, I mean, to make your beauty routine more magical, you could do, like – I'm thinking of essential oil of jasmine or jasmine absolute, like to maybe put a little bit in your lotion or diffuse it or burn some jasmine incense and set that intention to embody your sensuality, like to come into your senses and to honor your body before you do anything. Just jasmine might help. I mean, the intention is the important Mm -hmm. thing, but that is Mm -hmm. a scent and has a vibration that helps us to honor mm-hmm. our physicality. Yeah. I wonder if also, cause I make my own oils and I put different oils, like, I mean, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's magic. Like, that's alchemy. Yeah. 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 So that's part. It would be fun. You should look up making your own oils. They're so much cheaper than, um, doing it, buying them. Mm, okay. And I mean, I was telling her, um, oh, you were answering. I want to make, I was thinking about your birthdays coming up. Oh Yeah. I wanted to make you one, maybe. Ooh. Um, okay. So next question. Okay. Second, have any either one of you had a past life regression experience? And if so, what did you learn? I do not know much about it, but I find it incredibly fascinating hearing about others' experiences with it and would love to try it sometime. And I guess I should also ask, how does one find a good practitioner for the experience? I wouldn't even know what they are called. Brightest blessings to you both, Emily. <laughs> That's funny. Um, do you want to talk? Yeah. So I have had some really interesting past life experiences and mm. they, all of my most interesting ones 
are from doing a Denise Lynn meditation. So have you, do you know Denise Lynn? She's an author. Yeah, that sounds familiar. She wrote Soul Coaching. She wrote Feng Shui for the Soul. I love her. Did she die? Oh, not that I know of. of someone else. Not that I know. (laughs) You're very much alive, Denise. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But she uh, has a recording. She actually also did past life regression meditations on her Hay House radio station. I don't know, or her Hay House radio show. I don't know if she still does. But she also has a recording, which sometimes has been on iTunes. It might be hard to find. I think it was like actually an audio tape at some point. So it's old. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But when I have done it, I have had some really interesting experiences. Mm. I had um, <laughs> I had one where I remembered a past life where I was like in the 1700s and I was in France And I was like a nun, but I wasn't a nun. It was like really, there was a lot of stuff happening with it. I had kids and I had to leave them because of my ministry. And Mm. I cried. I did the, when I did, I cried from the depths of my soul. And then Mm. I looked up mystic Christian women in France in the 1700s and I found the person. Oh my God. I know. It was like, and her life was exactly, I mean, like, this is what I remembered. <laughs> and her, her name is Madame Jean Guyon. And she was a Christ, Christian mystic. She even went to, um, you mean you? Yes. To the, uh, to jail, to the Bastille. Is that, that's mm-hmm. the prison in mm-hmm. France. And she was let mm-hmm. out at the, which is what I remembered as like right before I died being in at home, surrounded by people who were supportive of me. And they, no one knows why they let her out or let me out. But I, so the the name came to you? No, it was when I looked oh. it up. I was like, "This is definitely her. Like, this is what I looked like. This is the story." But I didn't know the wow. name when I. Oh, did that. okay. But I told that story in the first draft of "You Are Magical," and my editor was like, "Do you really want to claim that you were a famous Christian mystic?" And I was like, mm. really embarrassed. I was like, "No, okay, we, we can take that out." <laughs> oh, you should be embarrassed. <laughs> I mean. It was, yeah. yeah, but that it was fascinating. It's really, yeah. that was a really interesting one. Yeah. Um, well, I think as you know, I do this work, but I don't, um, the way I do past life work, did we not see a past life when I did your reading? Mm, not, no? not the most recent one. Oh, okay. I thought maybe we had. Um, so when I see past lives, it, I so I don't do like specifically you're coming here for a past life reading but I often will see past lives when I'm when I'm doing a reading and it's usually I would say actually all the time just it's coming up to be cleared out because it's related to what's going on now. So I feel like I mean like really intense one sometimes will come up and then sometimes it's just like, oh, this is exactly the same thing you're going through now, yeah. only you're on a farm in the 1800s. <laughs> and, and it's like the exact scenario, essentially, um, sometimes with the same people, sometimes not. And a lot of times, like if there's intense family contracts, I will see past lives. Like if they're having issues now with families, I'll see past lives from the families like they Usually those families have had lots of past lives together. So I'll see that. Um, and yeah, for me, I've never had like, it's never been so intense like you just experienced in terms of like processing it that way. But it's still like 
interesting. To mm-hmm. me, it's always like it's interesting, but the power's always in the present. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like if you want to go do it, that's cool. And but like for me, if I'm seeing it, that means, oh, it's extra potent and helpful that it's de-energized. So that energy's not coming into your life more and that you can deal with it more in the totally. present. Totally. Because there are people that have contacted me and stuff and like, can you do, not to make this about me, but just like, can you do a past life reading? And I'm just like, well, and then I explain what I just explained. Because I just, I mean, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's totally fun. But I personally wouldn't want to spend that money just for fun. <laughs> just because it's like, oh, that's cool. I was, uh, you know, whatever, a martyr. And yeah. Yeah. I have had that with my Akashic clearings too, that mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is the story and this is the trauma. And, but we don't really need to go deep into the story. We just need to like be aware of it so that we can heal it and clear it and see how it's related to your present time. Mm-hmm. I will say that life, there was another life I remembered in Nepal where I was a celibate nun, like a bon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sherpa nun. And mm. that, it, it, I can see kind of like that with the Madame Jean Guyon life where I feel like it is helpful for me to see how those lives I had, mm. like vows that I took that I don't want to be in this life now, you know, yes. I can see where, yes. and stories that I told about spirituality that I don't want to keep telling, don't, yes. don't feel true to me now. So I think totally. those kind of like and there's a reason why they came up too. Like you said, exactly. usually they come up when something's ready to go from this life. Right. Exactly. That's why it's helpful as opposed to just like, okay, this is, I think I have done that before. It's like, here you are doing this. And it's like, it doesn't relate to now. So it's almost like, well, but that's also how I am. But just like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> but some people do, like they they get into it's interesting. it. And that's so, yeah, yeah. Which I totally understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know how to find people that do that specifically, but it sounds like Denise, those meditations can be really powerful. For me, they were really powerful. So that's what I recommend is doing just, you can just listen to a past life regression meditation. And if you can find a Denise Lynn one, those ones have been the most successful for me. So, yeah. And I will also just say, if you're going to do that, like, to really let yourself go and trust your imagination that like, cause some people I think get oh, caught yeah. up like, like, oh, I'm just imagining this. Uh-huh. Well, okay. But you know, there could be information there and you're probably imagine it's, I don't know. Like that's the gateway to, um, getting that information. Yeah. Is through the imagination. That's the gateway to our intuition. Yes. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's like that same faculty where we can be like, okay, imagine a dragon. It's that, that when you also, it feels like the same thing, but when you set the intention and you open up, well, what if I knew what this past life was that related to this? What would I be wearing? Where, what, what country would I be in? What time period would it be? Then yeah. it, you will get some valuable information. And I think also with stuff like that, it doesn't hurt to, Tell yourself it doesn't really matter if it's literally true. If it's helpful, because yes. like with the the one the French mystic, I cried so hard, and so yeah, to that me, was that's helpful. Like, yeah, so that's a release. That's just like very clearly energy is being released when you cry. So yes. whether it's literally true that we can trace this life, you know, there's really no way to tell with the science we have now if that is literally right. true. But it doesn't really matter if it if it works. 
Yes. And I will say, I just did do a reading for someone where this past life came up very intensely and it was extremely validating for her. Ah. Like she was saying like, whoa, that feels so validating because just kind of, you that feeling of like, I just know, like feeling it. Don't doubt that. I'll just say like, you know, she like for her, it really felt true. And yeah. I saw it. And so like, you know, you could doubt it, but why? Yes. Yeah. If you go with it, then you may get some information. Yeah. And also, like, now that I am in my 40s, that how distant memories become just in this life. Like, yes. like people have memories, whole memories of things I did and said and people I knew. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, I, I believe you, but I don't remember that. And so the fact yes. that we don't clearly remember all our past lives, it shouldn't be that surprising. I mean, it's in there somewhere, but in the front of our oh memories, you know. <laughs> yes, that's so funny. <laughs> they totally filter out true. what we need for this life at this time. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, I have no memory anymore, so yeah. All right. <laughs> you want to read the next one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So the next one is from Angela, and she says, I just listened to your grounding cord episode from this week, and I wanted to get some more guidance around being mindful and in the moment while also planning for the future and working toward goals. I find myself often becoming overwhelmed when trying to be thoughtful and deliberate about achieving my dreams. I am much more satisfied with life when I'm in the moment. However, I have a fear that not being planful will impact my success. How do you find a balance? Thanks, Angela. Mm. So what do you have to say about it? Because we were just talking before the podcast. You know, I I. Th- find that in our modern world, we do tend to think that it's an either or, like Mm. either we're totally in the moment or we're trying to manifest all these other things that aren't here now. And the most powerful space to be is to own both at the same time. And both can 100% be true. It's not, they are not contradictions. So completely surrendered to the moment, loving where we are, finding joy, in what's around us in this moment and being aware of what we desire, setting that intention, feeling joy about those intentions. So I think part of the disconnect is when we feel like, like in, excuse me, your life is waiting. She talks about being, not being, when you realize what you want, not being in the vibration of, oh, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. So, cause it, it, it's, that's the assumption I think that creates that this disconnect or this dichotomy is like that if I say, oh, I want to buy a house, then that means that I'm saying, oh, I'm not, I'm not happy with what I have now. I don't have enough now. And so you think, well, I want to be happy with what I have now. So I guess I should not want a house. But the truth is that you can transcend that and be with both at the same time. I love where I am now and I love where I'm going too. You know, and that's Mm -hmm. that magic of existing in this illusion of time and separation. There's like, Mm -hmm. there can be the past is perfect and the future can be perfect and the present can be perfect too. Yeah, I like that. And she was saying, I think she gets overwhelmed being deliberate about it. And what I would say to that is like, if you are feeling joyful and happy and fulfilled in the moment, then that's what's important (laughs) and go with that. And this, and it, when, if it's a, just a fear that 
things aren't going to work out, then that's just a fear and you can love it and thank it for being there and maybe even ask it, like, what does it have to say to you? Like, what are you afraid of happening? Like, maybe I'm just throwing this out there, but like the fears afraid that she's going to end up uh, without a house or something. So you can say, well, look, here I am in this house and I'm happy in this house or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like just like affirming because it sounds like you're pretty happy. Um, and so if you do find yourself like, oh, but I would like to get, um, I don't know, a better job or something, then you can just like put those feelings in you of what it would feel like to have a better job as you go about your day. It doesn't have to be like this thing where you separate, like you already said this maybe, but where you separate yourself from this reality to go plan. Yeah. Like that feels like too much work. So you can just bring it in. I mean, just like I was saying last week and a few times probably about like you can add all of this into just your regular routine. Like if you feel motivated and it feels good, like just think about how that feels while you brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. On the way while you're driving to work, think about that feeling that you want to feel. But if you are, I mean, I think she said she's like feeling good at this moment. Um, uh, is that what she said? She's much more satisfied with life when she's in the moment. So yeah, so you can be in the moment and then also just bring in the feelings into this moment that you want to feel. Yeah, like manifesting, I often compare it to a restaurant because it's like if you go to a mm. restaurant with someone you love spending time with, you sit down and before your food gets there and the menus even get there, you're so happy. You're there you yeah. are in the restaurant with your friend and you get to talk and be present. And then, oh, then now look, the menus are here. Oh, and now we get to order food. And you can be <laughs> so excited to be talking to your friend while you're waiting for the food. It's not like, oh, now I have to be impatient yeah. for the food because we ordered it. It's like it's just all part of that flow. Yeah. And you don't have to sit there thinking about like if you're hungry, that's a really good analogy. Cause if you're hungry, you kind of know like, Oh, this is the kind of thing I want. You don't have to think like, okay, I'm going to think about the th food. I'm going like, <laughs> to like make it a chore. You know, it's just yeah. like, Oh, this is the thing and feeling yeah. it. Yeah. You don't have to separate it. And when I order it, it will come, you know, it's just yes. a matter of time. Yes. It's going to be here and I'll just enjoy this moment while I'm waiting for it. Wow, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Because that's such an important part of manifesting that a lot of people have a hard time with is the letting go myself included, like of, well, when all the, I mean, sometimes if they're taking their time, it's like, when's it going to get here? And, and then, you know, yeah, that's the, when it that's, takes the longest. It's the hungriest person at the table is the person whose food gets there the last because they're right. And well, it also feels like it's taking forever. <laughs> but yeah. sometimes it really does. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. So hopefully we answered your question. <laughs> oh, you know what? I want to add one more thing because it does seem okay. like also maybe part of what she's talking about is taking action steps toward the goal. Because I remember that before I wrote Magical Housekeeping, before I wrote professionally at all, I remember talking to an angel therapist, Cheryl Hamada. Oh. She was really great. And she, I traded feng shui for angel therapy. And nice. she said, um, you need to be writing. And I was like, you know, I just, I, can't, I don't know. I somehow told her I wasn't into that idea. And she was like, well, you're really good at being here now, but now mm. it's time for you to set a timer for 60 minutes a day, sit down and just write five times a week. Mm. 
And I, it really resonated. I could tell too, because it made me sort of cry when I thought about Aww. doing that. I was like yeah. pushing it away because I think I wanted it so much and I yeah. was afraid I wouldn't succeed at it. And when mm-hmm. she gave me that, like, just, you don't, just think of that. You don't have to think about how are you going to get a book deal? How, where, who is going to publish you? Just think about setting the timer and writing for 60 minutes a day. And mm-hmm. I think that helps too when you, and then that brings it into the present. It's not like, yeah, oh, like one that. day, how can I, I'm not going to be satisfied till I get a book deal. It's like, I haven't even written a book yet. Just spend that time in what, whether it's writing a book or whatever it is you want to create, set aside some time and take joy in the present moment in working toward that future goal. Yeah. And also when you're grounded, cause she was talking about the grounding cord part, it's, really important actually to be in the present moment when you're manifesting. Oh yeah. The present moment is always the most powerful. Yeah. So if nothing else, just like being in the present moment and feeling, yeah, the feelings. But I really like that having that time. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Okay. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. All righty. So now it's time for the energy report. <laughs> <laughs> You like that look? I love it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So, and I can't hear myself. (laughs) So that's the first time I sang. Oh, you sounded great. Thanks. Gave a little flourish at the end. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) So the energy report this week harkens back to my experience with eighth grade and about anybody that triggers you. Um, in any way. So, um, this is like maybe obvious and I've always known, not always, but for a long time I've known intellectually that when you get upset at somebody or have a hard time with somebody, it's never about them. It's always about what comes up within you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that like people haven't actually done you harm or, you know, obviously there are actual victims in this world and people are not nice to each other. Um, However, the most healing thing that you can do is to say like, whatever feelings I'm having are not actually cause, well, they were instigated by the situation, but it's not their fault. Like these feelings are mine, my wounds to be healed. Yeah. And again, like, because everybody is different. So everybody has different um, triggers and things that would come up. My experience with that woman, someone, she wasn't nice to me and that wasn't right. She shouldn't, quote unquote, shouldn't have done that. However, I mean, that just wasn't a nice thing. However, in somebody else, it would have brought up different feelings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it wouldn't have been, um, anyway, that makes sense, right? Yeah. It's like touching on something in within you. It's like there's yes. a reason why that is like reflecting in the outside world and why it's like touching that particular challenge in, in you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why I, for instance, felt um, that I didn't belong, like those feelings of like, oh, I've been ousted. I don't belong as yeah. opposed to someone else who would be like, fuck you, <laughs> you know, like, whatever, like, you know, you're yeah. never gonna, you know, everybody has their own reactions. And by focusing on the person, this is what I saw, like, energetically, really clearly, both in myself and in a few other people this week, it just delays your peace. 
Um, and instead by focusing on, okay, what's coming up for me right now and totally owning that in a loving, giving yourself space with loving compassion to really look at what those feelings are that came up. Mm -hmm. So there, because the longer you focus on, oh my God, I can't believe she did that or whatever, you know, um, then the longer you're going to, you're going to feel bad. Mm -hmm. And that's just not helpful. And I'm not even talking about forgiveness. You don't have to forgive the person. Although oftentimes by doing your own healing work, you will end up feelings at least softer towards them and realizing we all have our stuff like that person did that because of her own wounds nobody does that out of you know if they aren't also hurting in some way yeah you know yeah and not taking it personally yes exactly i posted about that on instagram this week and i i forget i read somewhere i forget who said it but something about every time someone um does something similar to that is I'm trying to find a better way to say it than like an eighth grader, like mean, um, (laughs) it's hurtful or, you know, then they have an unmet need that they are trying to meet. Yeah. 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 So like she probably had an unmet, unmet need from me, not from me unfriending her. She wanted to belong maybe, or she felt rejected because of her own, childhood experiences Mm -hmm. you know yeah um which I do relate to the unfriending thing like I will just say like a long time ago I remember my son's speech therapist unfriended me it was a little different because I did know her a lot better than this woman Mm. and I was like I said to Brett can you believe this what is happening why would she do how hard is it to just stay friends with somebody and and he was like do you ever talk to her and I was like well no, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I will just say I do understand yeah, it. Yeah. I wouldn't have shunned her if I right. saw her, you know, and I mean, it wasn't that intense for me, but that just means it's that intense for her, mm-hmm. which is her own thing. So anyway, um, I guess the energy report is just like, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah. So one thing that I found helpful to be, if you're having a hard t- to do, if you're having a hard time like not focusing on the hurt that the person caused, you know, on the person, I should say, to imagine what if it was like a different person that you didn't even know, like one of the 7 billion people on the planet and just kind of de-energize, taking the energy off of that person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it yeah. makes it a little less potent. Like and it's, another, so it's mm-hmm. like um, not identifying what the story kind of seems like it's aligned with that. Yes, exactly. That's the goal is to de-energize the story so that you can just heal your own feelings around it. Yeah. One image I had was like to imagine the planet, like 7 billion people on the planet. And like, what if that one of these randos like (laughs) was the one that that like did something mean to to me, let's say, then it would be like, well, what would that bring up in me? And if I am hurt by that, someone I don't even know, then that's good information. And then I can look at that with compassion and, and heal that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that is, um, I think that's it. I mean, I'm trying to think of a practical thing people can do because I ended up just doing a lot of my energy healing stuff around it. But, um, does it, do you think that 
going into the feeling, like yes. taking it away from the story and the person and just like, well, how do I feel? And what does that remind me of? And like, what, why might this be so painful for me? Like that kind of thing. And in letting it all in, like that always helps me move feeling is to notice yes. my breathing, notice when I breathe yes. in, notice when I breathe out, let it deepen and then breathe into the feeling instead of clenching up around it. So yeah, then, that's what I was trying to say about holding compassionate space for it. Yeah. So to just like love with love and compassion like you would to a friend who was hurt. Yeah. Just with that same feeling, just holding space like, oh, that again with the self-compassion book, that was a moment of suffering. May I be kind to myself or like that really hurt. That was painful. Yeah. And then really letting, yeah, lovingly with heart chakra open, just allowing those feelings in. Yeah, because that I feel like when in a situation with another person that is hurtful that you feel embarrassed or angry. Mm-hmm. Often I feel like when I do find myself projecting it out toward them, like, well, that's because they're annoying and they're doing this wrong or they're mean or whatever it is. It's often because I don't want to feel like I don't want to feel mm-hmm. embarrassed. I don't want to feel sad or hurt mm-hmm. or worried that there's something wrong with me or whatever it is, but to just like stop externalizing it is what you're talking about sounds like and just really let that feeling in so that it can move through and be healed finally yes yeah exactly and the more you can just take it off of the person catch yourself oh i'm thinking about that person no how do i feel what do i need right now yeah in a compassionate loving way all right so that was the energy report it's great thank you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. okay, so now it's time for Practical Magic. So this week, this is my birthday week. Um, Yay! Yeah! So, hey, and you share the aforementioned Rick Springfield's birthday. Oh, that's right! Yeah. That's awesome. So great. So, and that is this Friday, August 23rd, when the sun moves into Virgo. But mm-hmm. also this week, Venus enters Virgo on the 21st, and... Juno enters Virgo on the 23rd. What's Juno? It's a, I don't know, like a... It's a planet? Some kind of planet. Is it a meteorite? Is it a... Seems like it's like a small planet of some sort. A moon? Okay. Okay. (laughs) The answer is I don't know. (laughs) That's the real answer. (laughs) Okay. You said it really confidently. So I was like, what the heck is this Juno? It is something that has an astrological effect. I should learn about it. But... What okay. I do know is that this week, because of all of these Virgo aspects, um, it's a great time for creating order. It always is when the sun is moving into Virgo. But oh. this whole week, I would um, recommend that you work with the scent of cedar. This is going to be really allied with this earthy, restructuring, harmonizing energy that's going on this week. So you could burn cedar incense, you could diffuse the essential oil, you could put some cedar essential oil in spring water and mist your space. And then while you're working with this scent of cedar, you could even wear it if you if you dilute it enough for your skin, depending on if you have sensitive skin or not. Um, while you're working with cedar, then create order. Any way that you can create order. This could be like restructuring your daily schedule. This could be um, choosing 
healthier habits and it can definitely be like organizing anything in your house, clearing digital clutter, just creating like a streamlined feeling. That's what's going to feel really good energetically for us this week. And that if you know the scent of cedar, just kind of like being aware that that's the vibe that's going on this week that just really like it's so tuned into the cosmos. It like brings that cosmic energy down to earth and brings that earth energy up to the cosmos. It's strengthening. It tunes us into our crown chakra and then it helps us create order and balance and harmony in our lives. I love that. What about sandalwood? Is that different? I mean, I know it's different, but. Yeah, I mean. Certainly, if your intuition is telling you to work with sandalwood, I would not ignore that at all. It does have a more, um, it's a more sensualizing sort of, like brings you into your body. It's an aphrodisiac. So, you know, that could actually be, that's grounding. Those are really grounding aspects. Okay. And you could do a blend. You could do cedarwood and sandalwood, totally. But it is different than cedar because I feel like cedar like infuses the physical world with spirit. And uh, sandalwood is is a blessing oil. It also can it's it's also spiritual. I just feel like it's more like feminine and receptive. Yeah. Oh, where okay. cedarwood is more masculine and like okay. harmonizing. Okay. I just wondered because actually I just bought some sandalwood and um I was thinking about getting cedar instead because sandalwood's so expensive, but then I ended up just getting a cheaper one. You know, anyway. I do think a blend might be cool though. Cause yeah, the, that sounds nice. Yeah, for this energy too, because I'm thinking the way that the cedar goes along with the energy report is boundaries, you know, like figuring oh, nice. out the difference. Like this is me and this is the other person mm. and grounding, connecting with your grounding cord. But you know what? Sandalwood can help us feel our feelings, can help us heal our feelings and open our hearts because our emotions are so connected to our bodies. So Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that idea of doing both too. That's interesting. I was drawn to that. I didn't realize that Sandalwood did that. Oh yeah. It is so, Uh. so, so sensualizing. Oh, interesting. Um, All right. Well, that sounds great. And that's, I will get that. Yeah. Oh, uh, real quick, where do you have any place you recommend getting essential oils? I know there's like all those big. I know there are a lot stuff. of people who like a certain brand. I like. Mm-hmm. I just like. I just smell any brand, yeah, okay. and then when I like it, I get it. I often get now essential oils because uh-huh. they're inexpensive, and I they're at Whole Foods, and oh well. yeah, but, okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. So that was... Yeah, that was Practical Magic. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> All righty. So now we will... P- oh, wait. We have to do our housekeeping. Yeah. So um, you can follow us on Magic Monday Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you can send us a message at magicmondaypodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can ask us questions like the questions we answered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And or where, comments. Mm-hmm. And where can we find you, Natasha? Um, oh, wait. I also want to say please oh. rate and review us oh, on yeah. iTunes. That would be fantastic. We would really love it and appreciate it. We love those, and it helps us to spread the word. And, and also spread the word. Why not? You know, if you like the podcast, tell other people. Tell your magical friends. Yeah, tell your magical friends or magical curious friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're bi-magical. <laughs> Um, okay, you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. Um, and on there you can book a session with me or sign up for my newsletter and, uh, and highest light healing on Instagram. And you can find me at Tess Whitehurst author on Facebook and Tess4444 on Instagram, Tess Whitehurst on Twitter and Tess Whitehurst on YouTube. And also I wanted to mention that I have a workshop coming up at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, and that's next month. And there's still a little bit of time if you want to get a spot. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be a – When is that? It's September 13th through 15th, and it's holistic energy magic. So we're going to be working magic all weekend. That's so fun. Yeah, I'm really excited. And so you can learn about that at TessWhitehurst.com. There's a banner at the top. So click on that to learn more about how to enroll in the Omega Institute workshop. And TessWhitehurst.com is also where you can find Magic Monday. So you can find our show notes and our past shows. Yeah. All right. Great. So now we will read a card from for uh, this week. Um, I got some new cards. It's Ooh. funny you mentioned – it's funny you mentioned a dragon Um earlier because I did this meditation where I was led to meet a dragon (laughs) and I had a really great experience with that dragon really loved him yay I love dragons oh my gosh so loving anyway that led me to I've had inklings that I might have been had a lifetime in Atlantis and I wanted to read more about it and stuff so anyway I got Atlantis cards by Who is this by? Atlantis cards by Diana Cooper. Do you oh, know yeah. That is? I do. Oh, yeah. you do? Okay. She, like, writes about angels and unicorns. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she also wrote a book about Atlantis, which I have not opened yet, but I did get uh, – I have a real book book buying problem. I promised myself I would just, like, really go to the library more, but lately I've been buying more books. I go through phases. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm – should – is that, did you want to go first? Oh, no. If you want to go first, you go. Okay. Well, I was just, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to pick a card for us, for our week, for everybody listening. And it is High Priest. Ooh. This is what it looks like, if you can see. Oh, yeah. An Atlantean guy. Long yeah. blonde hair. um okay i won't read it's describes the high priest but then it says leadership if you pick this card it suggests that you take command of your life and demonstrate who you truly are you are called upon to exercise your leadership qualities to act with integrity to take clear wise decisions and to empower others for the highest good of all this is a time for strong and selfless service Mm. lead lead with strength and wisdom i love that I love that too. That's so cedar. I feel like that's that cedar oh, energy, yeah. strength and wisdom and harmony, like and creating order. It's, it seems like it's aligned. Yeah, totally. And also taking your power back from other people. Oh so yeah, you can be a leader, being the in power. Your own life. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So what are you going to pick from? I am working with the Wisdom of the Hidden Realms Oracle by Colette Baron-Reed. And I drew the Sisters of the Seasons, Cycles of Growth, Natural Law, and Divine Order. Mm. Order. Yep. Order in the court of our (laughs) lives. (laughs) When the Sisters of the Seasons meet you on your path, they remind you that everything has a natural rhythm that obeys a higher law. Just as the seasons magically pass, be reminded that the nature of birth, growth, harvest, and decay cannot be altered. So if you keep on your path with determination and discernment, allowing for the natural course of events to unfold, success is assured. Divine appropriate timing is guiding your desires into perfect manifest form. This is a very good period to start new things as you've moved out of winter into the beginning of spring. Continue with patience and be aware of the rhythms of your opportunities. There will be periods when things slow down and begin anew, move into fruition, and then slow down again in a never-ending natural flow. Be mindful of which sister greets you for she points directly at the next. Each moment counts now. Yeah, and I like that uh, that the card mentioned starting new things too, because the moon is in Aries Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, which is great for starting new things. And then it moves into Taurus, which is really great for staying on course. Mm. So order, harmony, goals, and but like with ease and flow. I feel like it's all. I love how it all seems like it's always connected when we get to the I end know. of the podcast. I know. It wraps up nicely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you and appreciate you We so really much. do love you and appreciate you. Thank you and have a yeah. magical week. Yes. Bye. Dreams are boring, and here's my dream.